Welcome, everyone, to the Asian Voices Radio Podcast, where you'll find real Asian-American conversations about all things, including the topics you were too afraid to ask your Asian parents. I'm your host, Hula Ramos, and on today's show, we're talking to all the small business folks out there, especially during these tough times that we're living in right now, and we're here to provide some answers, some assistance, maybe even more questions. So today, our special guest is Wesley Quach, who serves as the Asian Business Association San Diego's Small Business Development Center Director and Full-Time Business Advisor and Programs Manager. As part of the Small Business Development Center Network, Wesley provides no-cost consultation to small business owners and entrepreneurs, helping them start, grow, and expand. Please welcome Wesley Quach. How are you doing today, Wesley? Hey, Hula. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for being on today's show, you know, especially during this whole pandemic and, you know, we're, we're constantly mm-hmm. being fed in the news about small businesses and a, a lot of unfortunate, you know, businesses are closing because of what's been going on. But before we even dive into all of that stuff, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, your background. Um, what did you do prior to joining the Asian Business Association? I am a native San Diegan. I know that's kind of rare nowadays, right? People <laughs> exactly. You know, are, aren't from here. I right. uh, grew up in San Diego. I went to school at Cal State San Marcos. I graduated uh, 2010. And for about five, six years right afterwards, or after college, I worked at a tech incubator slash co-working space uh, that was actually right off of Convoy Street um, in San Diego. <laughs> okay. And so I ran that space for about five, six years. We had, at any given time, maybe 24 uh, different startup tech companies in our space. And right. so that's kind of, uh, you know, where I kind of grew a passion for small businesses and for startups and for technology. And after that, I got involved with a lot of nonprofits. So the Convoy District was kind of one of the major ones. Uh, I was on the founding board and I believe, I think it was 2013 when we assembled. Uh, 2015, we formed a corporation. And shortly after, we got our nonprofit status. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're most famous for the the Sanio Night Market, which we do yes. every year, except for you know these past two years with COVID nineteen. Right. And so with my work in the Convoy District, you know, getting to know a lot of the business owners in the neighborhood, uh, learning about you know their issues or concerns, uh, working with local government officials, um, you know, kind of that experience brought me to the ABA. And so I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to to be with the Asian Business Association and the SBDC. That's awesome, man. What a, you know, a, a great trail to lead yourself into as far as, you know, getting to where you are right now. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, you talked to a lot of the businesses about, you know, things and learning about, you know, what's going on. I mean, can you share some of that stuff for those of us that, you know, don't have a business or like what are people's concerns? Yeah, for sure. Right. So I think a lot of it has to do with, the work we've been doing in the past year in regards to COVID-19 and the pandemic, mm-hmm. and especially how it affects Asian-owned businesses. Right. I would, let's say uh, December or January, uh, prior to the pandemic, we were already seeing the effects of the pandemic on our small businesses for various reasons, right? So uh, one example is that we have clients who are travel agencies. And during oh. December, January, February, uh, mm-hmm. All they were doing were, you know, issuing cancellations and refunds mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. trips booked to Asia because of the the, the ongoing pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then 
we started seeing patronage fall at a lot of the you know Chinese and Asian restaurants, uh, not just in Conway, right, but across San Diego. Right. And we we noticed all these things. And at the time, you know, the the virus wasn't a full blown pandemic in the United States just yet. Mm-hmm. And so so early on, you know, there's a lot of you know misinformation, a lot of rumors about the coronavirus, about you know how it can be contracted right you know can it live on surfaces can you get it from eating chinese food there's just right. so much like unknowns and misinformation and so early on in the pandemic I, it was february 4th very very early on the pandemic you know before we started we had a press conference uh we had council member chris kate who is republican we had mm-hmm. uh county supervisor nathan fletcher who's a democrat right so this whole thing right. wasn't meant to be political we try to get mm-hmm. one person from, from each side of the aisle to basically come out and say, hey, um, you know, come out, support our Asian-owned businesses. You know, this pandemic, I think at the time, only had 15 cases in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so we're just trying to do what we can to address, you know, possible racism, xenophobia, misinformation, and just encourage people to come out and support the local businesses, right? But right. as we all know, about a month and a half after that is when things got really bad, and that's when the shutdowns happened. Right. Uh, and that's when it got really, yeah, really, mm-hmm. really crazy for a lot of small business owners um, and, and just in general. I mean, our mm-hmm. whole lives changed. But uh, just real quick, for those that aren't familiar with ABA, can you tell us more about the organization, like their mission and, and how many chapters are in the U.S.? Of course, yeah. So the Asian Business Association San Diego, I would kind of break it down into kind of three main components Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our Chamber of Commerce, which is a 501c6, which is founded in 1990. We have our charity, the Asian Business Association Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit, which does scholarships and our awards gala every year. And kind of our, our newest component is our SBDC, which was started in 2019. And so with the Small Business Development Center, basically what we do there is we provide no cost one-on-one business counseling and technical assistance for small businesses. Mm-hmm. We offer a lot of workshops, webinars, but our, our main bread and butter is the, the one-on-one assistance, which I think a lot of businesses need, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past year, the pandemic, I believe we've helped. Um, oh man. I think as our entire network, we've helped over 6,000 businesses with COVID-19 wow. relief and recovery. Um, and so that includes, you know, people that attend our our webinars, our workshops, that includes one-on-one assistance, you know, a lot of it virtually, uh, mm-hmm. a handful of it actually in person, like going to their business. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of businesses or a lot of business owners might have um, difficulty with you know navigating all these different various applications and all these hardships, I can definitely go into depth a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of kind of been our, our primary focus the past year has been COVID nineteen relief and recovery, especially for you know small and disadvantaged minority owned businesses. Right. Um, shortly into the pandemic, we expanded our program to include the other ethnic chambers, so the Black Chamber and the Hispanic Chamber. And uh-huh. we grew our program, and, now, and then we re, we did a rebrand to the Alliance SBDC. And so, you know, we serve everybody. You don't have to be a minority-owned business owner, but that's just our focus. Right, right. So then, okay, explain to you. So if, if let's say I am a, you know, a small business owner, and COVID-19 obviously is 
impacting me. You know, how, what, how do I, you know, reach you? What, what exactly, what support can I receive or, or what assistance may I receive by reaching out to you guys? Okay. Yeah. So I think right now, the most common questions that we are getting is regards to the Paycheck Protection Program or the PPP. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, the PPP is open and the deadline is March 31st. So at the time of this recording, it's 10 days away. And right. so we're getting a flood of people you know, asking for assistance with the application. You know, there are you know, consistent uh, rule changes, right? So most recently, the PPP, um, they just changed the rules for sole proprietors. Uh, basically, you can use your gross revenue Schedule C numbers to calculate the amount that you would get. So it's a higher amount that you're that you could be eligible for compared right. to the old calculation. And the second thing right now is the California relief grant. Uh, right now it, it on March 25th is when the next round will open up to new applicants. And uh, that is something that kind of took up, you know, basically we dedicated a, a huge chunk of our time towards the California relief grant back when it opened up in late December up until now. And of mm-hmm. course in the past, we have helped the businesses with, you know, various SBA loans. You know, I might throw a bunch of acronyms here, but, you know, there's the, the EIDL, that's their uh, Economic Injury Disaster Loan, the City of San Diego Small Business Relief Fund, the SBRF, which is currently closed. The County of San Diego had their um, Small Business Stimulus Grant. They had a couple of rounds of those. We've received uh, grant funding to distribute to small businesses from the San Diego Foundation, from mm-hmm. uh, Cal Coast Credit Union. Um, and all kinds of uh, other, you know, corporations and entities to basically uh, help us assist small businesses. Okay, so uh, real quick, do you are, do you have any information about? Uh, this is like a, a different question, but how, do you have any information about vaccinations? I know a lot of Asians still don't know who's eligible to get vaccinated or afraid of getting it. Are you informed about that? Yeah, we are. You know, uh, I think what's great one great thing about the about the Asian Business Association is that we formed a very strong coalition with the other uh, Asian organizations here in San Diego. So we formed mm-hmm. a coalition called the uh, the San Diego API Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, our, our our main focus is everything revolving you know stop Asian hate, uh, right. the 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 shootings, the the attacks that just happened in Georgia last week, and so. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we do have a, a website, uh, I believe. Uh, Let's see. Uh, it's packarts.org forward slash um, stop API hate. And mm-hmm. so, you know, basically what we're trying to do is compile like, like a very strong list of resources. I mean, right now it is very focused on the stop hate, API hate thing. But, you know, we plan to have other resources like like vaccinations and whatnot. Um, we are seeing a lot of uh, work in the community being done to outreach to our community about vaccinations. And mm-hmm. so I think it's it's slowly happening. I know that it's it's still kind of hard to get an appointment, right? You have to go online, go to various websites. You might have to go online like at midnight or right when the appointments open up and right. get in there really quickly and book it right. You know, I have people that are booking appointments in like Marietta, Temecula, because that's, that's what they can get as close as they can get. And they're driving that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for everyone else, I'm saying, you know what, if if you are in the, the later phases to wait your turn, let the people that have health conditions go first. And, you know, and, and hopefully by July 4th, you know, all of us are vaccinated and things can go back to normal. 
No, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, it's, uh, I mean, you mentioned something though, that sticks out of my mind for sure, because as the time of this recording, you know, the events of what happened in Atlanta just recently happened. And obviously, you know, as you mentioned here in San Diego, we, there's a lot of Asian businesses in Convoy, Mayor Mesa, you know, just all over San Diego County. Do you, I mean, I know it's early on right now, but are you seeing any business owners like, I mean, how is it, how is this event impacting them or is it as of right now, or do you not see it? There's definitely kind of that, like, like a fear. Fear is a word that, yeah, like, honestly, like, I think it's a mixed bag, right? So I think of course people, some people are fearful. Other people are just aware. Other people are maybe more, more vigilant, kind of like how, how I am. You know, my my personal opinion on this is, you know, like I have a very protector mentality, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, when I'm hearing about all these stories, you know, kind of, you know, my my reaction is, you know, let's get together, you know, maybe like like a watch program for the neighborhood, you know, having walks. You know, we discussed this with the with the Senior API coalition of things we can do. You know, I think right. people have their different ways of grieving and dealing with the situation, right? I know that the API coalition and a lot of our partners have organized vigils, um, you know, which I think is great in terms of healing for the community and getting together and showing support for one another. You know, I know friends personally that are, you know, grieving, that are so grieving, you know, people that can relate to it personally, whether they have relatives who work in the spa industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so it's, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's a multi-pronged approach into how we how we handle this right um you know like i think one thing that is disheartening is is you know, i'm trying to avoid all these online comments that you know that try to you know downplay the situation people that say that it wasn't racially motivated people mm-hmm. that say that all these attacks are exaggerated and i was like dude you know like i think for us in the asian community right you know um we see things first, right? You know, we, we experience mm-hmm. it and not all the time does it get recorded on social media or video right. or, and, you know, a majority of the time it doesn't get reported to the police or to the proper authorities. And so if it's not reported, it's like, it doesn't exist. Right. I mean, right. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, there's been a huge increase in, 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 in instances, right. And these instances mm-hmm. can range from, verbal assault to physical assault right right and it wasn't until the the shooting in georgia last week where you know it actually ended up in in death um and yeah and, and so like, i think for us in the asian community you know we see we see things circling on social media first right you know like right. for me personally i have a lot of asian friends you know things mm-hmm. are shared on social media and then maybe the second step is it's shared on asian media channels you know whether it's asian voices or next shark or, you know, um, or, you know, Angry Asian Man is a blog I follow. And then mm-hmm. after that, maybe it'll get shared on mainstream media, right? And right. so by the time it gets to mainstream media and, and like the masses see it, they go, oh, like, I didn't realize this was a problem. And, you know, people have their personal opinions on, you know, the media biases and, and like their agenda, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, look, like, you know, they're not seeing the whole picture, you know, the, you know, it's like, I see so many things, you know, videos, screenshots and whatever on social media that don't make it to, you know, mainstream media. And right. so these these instances that are happening and I think all we can do, you know, 
I mean, it takes a lot of work to get there. I think education is definitely part of it. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, addressing all these instances, you know, you know, putting it on mainstream media, talking about it is very, very important. And also for the organizations who, right. you know, are in the API space just to continue the work you're doing, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, for, for us at the ABA and the SBDC, it's helping small businesses, especially minority small businesses, right? For right. other organizations in San Diego, you know, PAC Arts, for example, they put on the Asian Film Festival, you know, keep doing what you're doing, keep mm -hmm. telling Asian stories, you know, keep growing the audience, you know. Uh, I've been a part of other organizations that organize events for the community. The uh, San Diego Night Market is one, various mm -hmm. uh, New Year fairs for the, for the uh, Lunar New Year, whether right. it's Tet, the Vietnamese New Year, or Chinese New Year, there's different organizations. I think, you know, just keep doing what you're doing because you're helping to share the culture, you know, educate others about the culture, you know, build more inclusiveness, uh, hopefully build more understanding, and then, you know, just just through that work, it's just, you know, just making our, our community and our country a better place. I agree with you 100%. And I think you nailed it by saying, you know, uh, a lot of this stuff, because there's the, the last stats I read, it was something around like three, over 3,800 um, attacks on Asians happened um, as of last year. Um, and it's an increase of over 150% um, from previous years. And so it's definitely something we need to report. And I think for small businesses, absolutely, just keep doing what you do. And if you do see something, report it because it doesn't get addressed if you don't actually mention it. And speaking of social media, because you 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 know you had brought up you know that aspect of it. Um, for those that are you know we have a lot of older business folks uh, you know that don't really use social media, they don't really use the computer, may may not be you know tech savvy. How would you reach them? Do you send out, you know, snail mail? Do you go to them personally? How do you, you know, how do those folks get attended to? Yeah, so that has been our biggest challenge. It's still our ongoing challenge, right? Is one, I think, age, technology, and language barrier issues. Mm -hmm. And so at the start of the pandemic, we did uh, in-person outreach, okay, which was you know, kind of difficult, right? So like we actually had, you know, our team of advisors and interns, you know, go out door to door with flyers saying, hey, if you need assistance with, you know, COVID-19 recovery, with, you know, these different programs, whether it's the, through the SBA, you know, the EIDL, the PPP, if you need just general assistance, if you need us to help you write a letter to your landlord, if you need a referral to a lawyer, um, mm -hmm. you know, talk to us, let us know, we're here to help. Um, so, yeah, one aspect was in-person outreach, actually going out to these businesses. Uh, right. A lot of it is building partnerships with a lot of organizations. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, for example, maybe if uh, someone has never heard of the Asian Business Association or the SBDC, but their business is in uh, City Heights or um, Little Saigon Foundation, for example, you know, reach out mm -hmm. to kind of those kind of partners, uh, kind of to kind of bridge that gap. Uh, I think one in terms of our outreach, uh, we have a great partnership with all the business districts to you know right. kind of uh, help to um, disseminate information and to kind of help with that client flow, right? Because I think a lot of the business districts, you know, like they care deeply about you know their businesses and their community, but maybe if they're not like the best suited to provide that like one-on-one -on -one assistance, and so that's mm -hmm. kind of where where we come in. And so, you know, during the pandemic, we did make a handful of kind of house calls, right? You know, right. certain clients that, you know, maybe aren't technology or aren't technical, technologically uh, you know, proficient, 
you know, right. actually, you know, going to their place of business, um, you know, one story is uh, I helped a nail salon owner with everything from fixing her email on her iPhone because she wasn't getting my emails. Um, you know, we we scanned all of her financial documents into PDF for her, brought a portable scanner. We right. helped her apply for the PPP right there, uh, filled in all her information and created the accounts for her, you know, to help mm-hmm. get her that, that much needed funding. Right. And so... I think what I kind of wish was our ability to do that on a bigger scale, right? I mean, our team is, uh, let's see, we have five advisors, basically just working around the clock. Um, and most of it is people coming to us. But, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to do a lot more outreach whenever and wherever we can. Oh, good. Good to hear. I mean, speaking of outreach, you know, as you mentioned early on, you know, you had been involved with the San Diego night market, which I had... Also, I think I emceed maybe multiple times yeah. <laughs> um, a- along with, uh, you know, I know that Mira Mesa does their, you know, their D, their uh, yep. D6, D20- D6. Yes. I was trying yep. to think of the number, but D6 uh, night market, you know, and I know there's a lot of other businesses, eight, you know, minority businesses all over San Diego. Do you, I mean, obviously with the pandemic going on, has there been even talks about maybe when that something like that can happen or even doing a smaller scale, like a farmer's market. I mean, has, are those ideas kind of running around right now? Do you know? Yeah, we are. So, I mean, as, at the time of this recording, right. So right now mm-hmm. it's uh, the 21st, but yeah, we just went into the red tier, you know, this right. past Wednesday, which right. does kind of a, it's kind of like a baby step to outdoor, you know, live events again. Right. Um, so last year for the night market, we did this kind of virtual event. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at what we are allowed to do if things continue to go, you know, the way they're going. If we're able to get to orange or yellow tier, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. by summertime, I think the possibility is definitely there. Oh, um, wow. I, I definitely want to do something again. Um, like right before the pandemic, um, our Alliance SBDC in the Asian Business Association we actually started a program for up and coming food businesses because uh, mm-hmm. with, with the night market, you know, one of my kind of focuses is to try and get local San Diego food vendors. And, and um, if, if we couldn't, you know, if there was some kind of like, you know, traditional night market food that we couldn't get here in San Diego, we have to pull them from Orange County or Los Angeles, which, you know, I would prefer to have them all be San Diego local. Right. And right. so we had this program in 2020 that we started early on and the whole goal was to help start local food businesses and uh, get, you know get them going and then they would launch at the night market right and mm-hmm. so that's kind of this whole other thing of having the night market be a be a catalyst or a launch pad for these small food businesses and so that's definitely something that i'm looking forward to to bring it back and uh, you know things mm-hmm. are getting better uh, a lot of the farmers markets are opening up again. I know they yes. might have a limitation on the number of vendors, mm-hmm. you know, the, the attendees, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this year and kind of getting back to normal. No, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how can a business join ABA as a member and and what are some benefits uh, being offered to them as members? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh so once again, I want to reiterate that kind of two things, right? So, for the Asian Business Association, if you are looking to get any kind of assistance through our SBDC, you do not have to be a paying member. Uh, those, oh, okay. That, that assistance is no cost. Uh, just go to our website, um, abasd.org. Uh, you can click on the link for SBDC, and you can click on um, click here, schedule an appointment. 
uh, that will get you into our system and they will follow up and schedule an appointment with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Our appointments right now are currently over either phone or Zoom or Google Meet. Um, if it's necessary for us to be in person, um, you know, we are definitely willing to do that as safely as possible. Right. And then on the other side, you know, for the Asian Business Association, kind of the, the Chamber of Commerce side, uh, we are offering free business memberships for small businesses. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go to our website, again, uh, abasc.org, uh, click on membership. Um, you know, I think kind of benefits of membership for on the Chamber side is kind of more of the, the uh, networking um, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic times we would have at least at least quarterly mixers almost monthly mixers right. I think our last big one was the uh, Lunar New Year in 2020 and I think before that we had a mixer in September of 2019 and so our, our mixer events are very well attended you know we have uh, business leaders and uh, and leaders in the APEC community and it's not just open to just Asians right it's open to anybody that wants to attend right and right. it's a great chance and opportunity to to meet other business owners, network, learn from them, and hopefully, you know, lead to you know some some kind of business deals or or whatnot. So, right, partnerships, anything mm-hmm. that you know, especially during these times where businesses. I mean, do you even have do you do you know the stats as far as San Diego is concerned with uh, you know the amount of businesses that have had to close? Are you privy to that information? It's 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 tough, right? Um, mm-hmm. I do come across the information. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, oh man, I wish I did. But it's 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 very staggering, right? And so at the same time, when when a business does close, you know, there's also other opportunities, right? So for example, right. um, I have a client that is a uh, dessert shop, and mm. uh, they are based out of Paradise Hills. I think you might know which one I'm talking about. But, yes. You know, uh, but uh, but during the pandemic, they had an opportunity where they were able to take over the. Um, the existing lease of another business that was kind of, you know, going under. And so, right. you know, even though it's bad for that business, it was great for their business because they're open, they're able to open up a second location, you know, right. in, a whole new, in a whole new neighborhood and expand their business. Right? Um, right. I have another client that is a, a bike dealership and they're able to find cheaper real estate, you know, get a bigger warehouse. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, there, there there is you know plenty of sad stories, right? You know, businesses closing down. Right. You know, um, you know, convoy. There's been a, a handful, and across San Diego, especially like ones that have been around for like 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there's opportunities for other businesses to either adapt, um, expand, you know, pivot, and make changes mm-hmm. to just survive in the current conditions. No, that's good to hear. And yes, I do love that dessert place too. J Rail is really, really awesome. Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, really good friend of mine. And yes, you should go check them out at Mira Mesa. Just saying. Um, but anyways, um, does for those like we talked about earlier that are uh, a lot more, you know, not tech savvy, is mm-hmm. there a, like an 800, 800 number or, uh, you know, via email? Maybe email's a little stretch, but yeah. yeah. How are other ways that people can contact you? Yeah, so they can definitely call us by phone. Uh, our phone number is 858-277-2822. You know, they can call us during uh, regular business hours or after business hours. They can leave a voicemail. Um, and then you'll get to our kind of our, our front of the house staff. Um, you know, even if they don't speak English, right, you know, we've gotten in voicemails in like various Asian languages and we're able to, you know, figure out, okay, this person is calling, they speak Japanese, 
you know, mm -hmm. uh, we have plenty of, of uh, language assistants and translators on, you know, like that we work with. And mm -hmm. so we're able to kind of reach out to them, you know, have either have like, like a three-way phone call or a three-way Zoom meeting to kind of see where we can help them. Um, we've offered, you know, a lot of translation assistance in the past year, especially mm -hmm. in regards to, you know, local government officials and like, you know, uh, those programs, right? So the right. Uh, city of San Diego, the county of San Diego, even the state have reached out to us, you know, in terms of assistance with different languages, you know, Korean, Vietnamese, Mandarin, whatever, like, like we've helped with so many different things. And so that's one of the things too, is you know, I think, you know, people always uh, complain about language assistance. And that's right. one thing that, you know, that we're, that we work with and that we're continually striving to get better at. Um, can I kind of go off tangent here, but like, you know, one issue was when all these various COVID-19 programs are coming out, you know, mm -hmm. they would change, like, you know, let's say, you know, okay, here's the, the PPP. And then two years later or two weeks later, it's like, okay, here's some new rules and some new changes. And like keeping up that translation was very, very tough. Right. And mm -hmm. like a lot of times when the information gets to people in our community, it could be outdated. And so for us, it's like staying on top of that, you know, working through our partners in the community and keeping mm -hmm. everyone up to date and, and making sure that they have everything that they need to be able to qualify and to apply for these programs. Absolutely. And just as a reminder for those that, you know, since we've been talking for a while, um, can you remind people again, um, as far as uh, either social media or online, how could they get in touch with you? Yeah, of course. So um, our, our website is abasd.org. Um, they can go on there for more information. If you're looking for uh, assistance, click on SBDC and then click on click here to schedule an appointment. If you want to call us, our number is 858-277-2822. Um, we can also be reached on Facebook, just facebook.com forward slash ABASD. Uh, our Twitter is uh, also just ABASD. And then we also have an Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's ABA San Diego. Let me just double check. Yep, ABA San Diego is our Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, like I think the best way to get in touch with us is either through email or phone or through the website. And then, you know, we'll, you know, we'll basically, you know, just meet with you for 15, 20 minutes or 30 minutes, however long it takes kind of get you know, answer as many questions as we can and you know get you the help that, that you need perfect you know what thank you so much for all of this information you've given us and i know if, if uh, folks that are listening right now do have any more information they can contact you or they can reach out to us and you know we can have you back on and we can talk more about this thank you so much for your time wesley yeah absolutely again i want to thank Again, I want to thank our special guest today, Mr. Wesley Quatch, for joining us. And to learn more about today's show, please visit AsianVoicesRadio.com. Also, if you have any suggestions for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. Also, be sure to subscribe as well as follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And until next time, I'm Hula Ramos. We'd like to thank you for listening to the show. And please join us next week for another exciting and thought-provoking Asian Voices Radio show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>